One second. Uh, I didn't realize this. How old was uh, Aretha Franklin when she had her first child? Ooh. 30. 12. What? Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Hey, welcome back. This is the David Allen Show, episode 71. Holy Episode cow. 71 of the David Allen Show, this August 18, 2018. Hey. Hey. 818. What? Ah. In studio today, <clears throat> shockingly enough, again, uh, David is here. Oh, I yes, I am. <laughs> it's, yeah. sho- it's so shocking. And the peanut gallery decided to be the literal peanut gallery and not show up. Um, but Jay is here in studio as well. Whoop, whoop. Hey, we should record until eight eighteen p.m. Oh, that'd be oh oh mm-hmm. because yeah. then it could be yeah. eight eighteen eighteen, or you could even go military time twenty eighteen eight eighteen twenty eighteen of twenty eighteen. If only people would give us money for this. Yes, that would be fine. <laughs> Done. Uh huh. <clears throat> All right, we're good then. So uh, last time we got together was let me get the interweb up here i could type on the right keyboard though this is a this is a problem i have i type on the wrong keyboard hmm. so the last episode that the day we were together last <clears throat> was july 14 this is just over a month ago wow that was the last show yep Oof, duh. Meaning that you get back to town once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Not even bi-monthly. Well, oh, I guess monthly. Yeah. Bi-monthly would be every other month, right? So you're bi? Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Monthly. <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about Peter Strozak, the FBI guy. Struck. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's fired. He got fired. Fired from the FBI. And he got his uh, top security clearance Revolt. Well, he should have. So did old retired Brennan. Yeah. Which is a bit a scandal. Now, both of you were in government service at some point. Yeah. One of you, at least we can say, is still in a, a local government service at yeah. some level. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, he gets a fi- government do paycheck. You, do you find it strange? <laughs> well, local government. Do you find it strange that... If you are in higher levels of government, you keep your clearance even though you don't work to anymore? Me, to me, that's really bizarre. I mean, it, I think it just shows that it's like herpes. Uh, you know, they are the like g- herpes. That keeps on giving. Yeah, they, they just never go away. <laughs> it just, they keep popping up every so often. Well, yeah, but what if they need to advise? Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's it. He's got to be able to give advice to the other people. Uh-huh. Is that it? Or is this just a way that they can keep the I think it's conspiracy a perfect going. example of the deep state, don't you think? Which sure seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, for the life of me, if you're not working for them, what, you know, I, where I work right now, if an engineer quits, 
they walk him out the door. It's not like he gets to keep his password for his email. He doesn't continue to get emails. They walk him out the door. Um, I, I don't know why the government should be any different. And I mean, okay, now, all that being said... Um, they should keep their clearance? No, I'm not. I don't think that they should keep their clearance. Um, but the problem... I, to, to me, Donald Trump is a double-edged sword. Some of the things he does really gets people fired up, and it also, I mean, for the good and the bad. But sometimes I, I wonder if there's any uh, reason to why he does what he does. Because it does, I, I mean, I can I can see how people will take it that he gets angry, so he's going to take something away from somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it should have happened all the time, but um, and maybe this is maybe this is something that has been going on for a long period of time, and he wanted to change it, and it's just part of the process, and it happened now, and they're attributing him for Brennan, you know, bad mouthing him or or something. But I I, <clears throat> I don't know. I I suppose some people think it's refreshing that. Trump is the way he is, and he'll tweet out that people are losers and stuff like that. Uh, to me, some of what he does is, does is you you know that he does it for the shock value. Yeah, exactly. He's a reactive person, and uh, the problem. I mean, but he's the, not stupid either. He's not dumb. So I have to think that some of the way that he makes public statements are designed to elicit a response. No, yeah, absolutely. No, I to- I totally agree with that. But on on the flip side, I mean, I don't want I, I like the fact that he doesn't cave that he is who he is. But on the flip side, you know, I think there is some merit to being presidential. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely, of course. And, you know, Obama was a community uh, whatever. Rebel rouser, I mean, yeah. organizer. Organizer, and, you know, um, everything was racist and, and whatnot. And then when he became a president, when he became the president, at least he... Um, he talked differently? He talked differently. There was a measure of maybe um, restraint or something, and... But well, was it different than what he was previous, though? I mean, who knows, because there's so much that we don't know about him for well, his public life. I mean, he would do things as a radical, and he would push things through, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was as visible. He He did it... He did stuff in such a way that... If you were an independent, you could follow him mm-hmm. because if he did something radical, you wouldn't necessarily know it until it popped up. Whereas, um, I mean, Trump's the first. I mean, he's really the Twitter president. I mean, when you consider all you, that he j- does. Just because of the sheer amount that he uses. And the, the things the, that he says. The publishing house of Twitter. Yes. <laughs> but the things that he says, you know. Um, calling people losers, you know, a dog, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and my that, this would, is my would you question: call that diplomacy, though, president. When you say 
there's something about being presidential. Do you mean diplomatic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then Barry was semi-classy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Some, somewhat classy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So Barry was more polished then. Yeah, is that necessary to be president? I'm not saying it's uh, obviously it's not because no, but we have a, a lot president. of yeah, but a lot of people think that though. Um, like they yeah. hold that view that he he can't be the president because look at this. I mean, if he wasn't, you know, but, if he was actually presidential, he would. Not be doing this stuff, but it's are- not like he's the first one that's been this way, though. Maybe I mean it's more pronounced now because mm-hmm. he's using very public social media that reaches millions of people in a split second. But how many presidents have we had that have openly had their mistresses? Yeah, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm talking about. What, so that's okay, I'm, but the Twitter's not. I'm not saying that either. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, and I think I, that's exactly. I'm pretty sure the record. <laughs> Play that back because I think those were the words he used. No, no um, my point is that there are people that um, um, are willing to get really loud and uh, really over the top to get their point across. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that helps. But if you do that all the time, it becomes background noise. It becomes... Uh, it doesn't help you. I mean, okay. it's it's good to it's good to know when when to say something outrageous and when not to. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing about Trump. It seems like, I mean, he 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 does things that um, it it causes me to sh- scratch my head on it. That I that I I think it, it makes it me think that maybe this is his personality rather than that he has a grand scheme on doing these sort of things. So you don't necessarily think that he is just a master manipulator? Well, I'm sure he that is. he's just a brash bully? I I wouldn't necessarily say bully, but I think he's brash. You know, like if somebody does something, um, I mean, we all know people that if, if somebody says something against them, they'll immediately go on attack mode back. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the wise person would keep their mouth shut mm-hmm. more often than not, um, because then it it amplifies and it um, uh, it it makes the other person look worse. Okay, like if if you react negatively to something negative, then at a certain point people might go, "Well, he had it coming." Um, so I I wonder if. You know, some people think that it's a grand scheme of his, but I don't know if it is. What do you guys think? I I don't think there's any question that he is deliberate about what he's doing. And I think we've proven, or he's proven, based on the media's response, namely Jim Acosta Mm -hmm. from CNN. I think sometimes he's deliberate. Yeah, but I do think that he's impulsive at times, also. Oh, probably, but but I think he plays on that. Yeah, to make that work. And when you watch the media just lose it, their heads explode. The thing they should do is not talk about it. So then he's playing a character. Is that what? Perhaps, you're... or maybe he is that character. But but he, I think he knows the reaction it gets, and it works. The reaction he gets works for his, for the base of Trump. And for the people that really despise being told what you're supposed to believe by media, 
And so it works for him. So why, why would he ever quit? The only way he would quit is if the media actually said, okay, we're going to stop talking about this. And they quit talking about it. They just forget. Talk everything but Trump. The thing is they can't. I mean, part of it they can't because he's the president, but the other part, they can't because they hate the guy. So, but why do they hate him? Because he's not liberal. Uh, you think but that's he, it? And do you and think he, it's because he's and not he liberal? doesn't follow the rules. That's why I think. I think it's because he doesn't follow the but rules. D- there's no way. I mean, Barry didn't follow the rules at times, and they didn't do this. Yeah, maybe not following the rules. Maybe kowtowing yeah, to go. those to the people yeah. in the deep state and whatnot, <clears throat> you know, in the media and and being fawning sycophants mm-hmm. to them, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I don't know. And at really, at this point, if all of a sudden he started tone, toning down, there'd be a significant number of people who'd think, oh, he's a sellout now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if he can stop, you know, without losing his most fervent supporters. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's, I think the media doesn't like him because he just, he doesn't, like, kowtow, he doesn't play into their game. He doesn't, they do not intimidate him. But I think that goes back to, he's the first president that we have had in our lifetime, in probably two lifetimes, that doesn't need the presidency for his life, for his career. Yeah, yeah. When he leaves the presidency, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be reelected. He doesn't need that for his income. He walks away. He's a billionaire no matter what. It doesn't matter to him. So it, th- he's not in politics because it's his career. So he doesn't have to play the media game. So the other presidents, I mean, were doing it for a job. And needed the job. Well, they were lifetime politicians. Mm. When was the last president? That's true. When Reagan, was the last Reagan, president yeah. elected that? It was, but he was governor though. But he, so I he was going to say he was in politics. But that was in the sixties. So I mean, so it's not like uh, most of the other ones. But Reagan also was similar on. that he didn't play the media. Exactly. Exactly. Reagan yeah, was he sat I mean, on Weinstein's couch. Yeah, I mean it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, he. he <laughs> never mind. Maybe he had it first. <laughs> He's dead. We can't do that. He is dead, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, no, and, and you're right, though, classified. because Trump is the first guy to be elected that it wasn't really involved. Yeah. A- I ever, mean, completely right? ever yeah. in any type yeah. of politics. Other so, than yeah. the corrupt side yeah. <laughs> from the mob. Well, maybe right. Theodore Roosevelt, wasn't he? Theater? Nice. Th- Theodore Roosevelt. Movie Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't alive then. I'm not sure. And, and I, I don't, and I I don't know my do history well enough. That's why I said in my lifetime mm-hmm. I know for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about Reagan, but he was involved in politics mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah, but- Not the same. Yeah. Not the same. He was yeah. not a Bush. He was not a Kennedy. He, he was not a Clinton. He, most of them are whores, or they, they seem like whores. Why did he say that after I said Clinton? Uh, well, now, wait, you just said- Is that the, just the said definition theater- of the Mandela effect? <laughs> no, wait a minute. 
when you you said Theodore Roosevelt, uh, when you say, are you saying H O R R O R, as in Theodore Roosevelt horror? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to save the podcast so. a little bit. I was trying to save the little E that goes that may have to go next to it. It's not one of the seven. We're good. <laughs> yes, that's or right. It's not 12, one of the know. seven words you can't see on it television. It went from twelve to seven. <laughs> Probably. I, I'm well, sure probably it's going to go to nothing more. here in a minute. But I think you know. GD is completely fully accepted at this point in primetime TV. Now. Really? I'm pretty sure. Mm. Mm. That's weird. Well, so well, B word is completely wide yeah. open. I know bad is terrible. Yeah. And and what word is that? Hey. <laughs> Female dog. Um, <laughs> oh yes. A deer. Betsy. A bitch. Uh, okay. Deer. All right, here, here's something to throw at you. August 15, John C. Dvorak wrote an article for PC Magazine entitled, Twitter and Facebook are publishers, not platforms. It's all in, in light of the, the banning of I was going to say, I know, Alex Jones, I know where he's going with that this. Whole. Yeah, okay. So the, the, let's read through this and you guys stop and we'll talk about it as needed. Uh, the changing definition of the word platform has been galling to me, this Dvorak. Uh, in the classic sense, the and insofar as technology is concerned, a platform is, from the Oxford Dictionary, quote, a standard for the hardware of a computer system which determines what kinds of software it can run. For various legal and marketing reasons, the word platform has taken on all sorts of other meetings which boil down to, quote, a neutral place we set up but are not responsible for anything that goes on there, but we keep the money. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat all come to mind. These are not platforms. These are modern publishing mechanisms. For one thing, platforms, your Mac or Windows PC, do not need nor exist because of advertising, among other differentiators. There is some argument that Windows is a platform, but it's just an operating system that runs on a platform called the PC. Is the browser a platform? No. It's software that runs on your operating system to access the internet. But isn't the internet itself a platform, you may ask? No, the internet is a highly structured and refined network, not a platform. Well, what about the iPhone? It's a platform, isn't it? Yes, it is. At the bottom of the barrel of this debate are Facebook, Twitter, and other social network software systems. As versatile as they may or may not be, they are not platforms. They want to be seen as platforms for the sole purpose of avoiding legal constraint, which costs money to work around and requires more responsibility than these companies want to be burdened with. They are publishers. It is time we stopped giving them a free ride as bogus platforms, as if they have no control and cannot be held responsible for what their users post. Every so often, Facebook or Twitter banishes someone or removes some pages or tweets, and we see them doing their job of editing the work to be published so it meets community and legal standards, just like a newspaper, magazine, or any publisher is supposed to do. Yes, the Wild West aspect of these social networking systems has been fun. Posters, users have been able to get away with doing whatever they want on someone else's dime. Great fun. On my PC, an actual platform, I can do whatever I want with zero constraints. That's because a true platform is genuinely a neutral device or thing. I own it. I can do whatever I want with it. I can take Windows off and run Linux or write my own code. There is no such relationship with Facebook. It's not owned by me. I'm a guest allowed to run its software via a browser or, or other go-between. On a platform, I have the right to do anything I want. 
None of this is true for these online software cloud-based structures. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's folly Wait, to think otherwise. We've got otherwise. to take a step back then and mm -hmm. say that your iPhone's not a platform because you can't run anything you want on it. Apple decides that for you. I can't run Windows on my iPhone. That is true. Nor can I even run if you, Linux. Even nor, if you oh, if you jailbroke it, no, it's still it's still but but it's it, still but, the but Apple the, but the OS. hardware is would be a considered a platform. Yeah, but what about yeah? If you can jailbreak it, because you, you, I mean, you, you could get into it in theory, and then put different code on the hardware if you had the ability. Is that right? Uh, sure. Yeah, I guess I right. couldn't. Okay, but I think that's a good observation. Yeah, you couldn't because. Well, never mind. Well, no, what? Hmm? What? I mean, it's not it's not doable. I mean, it's, it's doable technically, but maybe it's right. This is wouldn't be considered fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Good and enough. really, but I mean, and it doesn't matter because I like his point. So I was just being. Well, but I was no, just it's being right, contentious maybe that's just a... for the sake of you stick a mic in my face and I'm going to be contentious just where's because. The, where's the mute button? I know. <laughs> But he's, you know what? Okay, I would say an an example of an online platform would be Craigslist. The mm, only mm. the only constraint but there, there you are have constraints, on though, the but only you're allowed and not allowed to do uh, the only constraints would be what is allowable within the law. So you can't mm. post something that is, that is illegal. considered illegal. Okay. So you can't or are not supposed to illicit prostitution, child pornography. But that's not because the. Craigslist that's, decided that because that's the law, right? Because Craigslist used to allow everything. Oh, and they got nailed, and they got nailed. So they they now have moderators that shut down potential prostitution. Well, ads. but doesn't that make them the the publisher? Then? Where, where that, do they that get their money? Liable? Yeah, where do they get their money? I don't have an answer to that. I haven't used Craigslist in a long time, so no, I don't. I, I don't I'm know. Just do they like have floundering here because of it? No. Do they have advertising? <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answer to this. So no. I was just using that as an example, though. No, a it, Craigslist it be. would be like, I would consider Craigslist closer to a platform than Facebook, mm -hmm. unless it's changed. I, I but, mean, I, but if they, in quotes, are determining the content and making sure that it fits their guidelines they've set up, and whether those guidelines are them or whatever, someone outside of me, the poster, is deciding whether I can do that. Does that then turn them into the control? I don't think so because you have the ability to do something illegal on your computer, but it's still illegal, and if you get caught, then you are not allowed to do it. I mean, if you mm -hmm. had some, if you were using your computer for illegal hacking, mm -hmm. you're not, I mean, can you technically do it? Of course you can, but it'll get shut down. So yeah. Craigslist is just playing that shutdown role. They didn't. Okay, no, that, that makes sense. They didn't in right. the beginning, but they got hammered for it. So, yeah, but they lost. They got sued. Right. Whereas Facebook is trying to say that they aren't liable. Let's see what else they say. The social systems would be out of business overnight if they were redefined as publishers. Seen as platforms, they are given a free pass on too many legal issues, including libel. When someone goes on Facebook and libels someone in a real way, the company should be sued, as it enabled, published, and allowed the libel to be online. If Facebook were actually a neutral operation with zero responsibility for anything its users post, like some sort of corkboard in a public square, then it would have to allow anything and would never take any sort of action. 
unless the unless it was illegal content. So in in the corkboard analogy, if someone stuck up a bag of cocaine on it, that mm-hmm. but but would the person that set the corkboard up be liable for that? No, but I think the person that set the corkboard up would have some type of ethical responsibility oh, to, actually to re- take it down. To take it okay. down. Okay, if when they see it, right. As far as I can see, he goes on, the end user license agreement and terms of service are a smokescreen obfuscating reality. Can a newspaper somehow develop a EULA and post it in <laughs> and post it in the paper holding it blameless from libel or other legal action? If not, then how can Facebook do it? It is just because it is electronic, or is it just because it's electronic? Are there specific rights for that? You may want to think so, as we've been brainwashed to believe that the internet must be free from constraint, but that's nonsense. There is nothing special about it, except its technical nature. How and why is it exempt from normal laws and standards? Let's get over these artificial notions about the magical aspects of the internet and the idea that it is somehow exempt from any rules or laws that came before. That goes double for the publishers, a.k.a. the social networks. Do you think that it is really just attorney legal talk for we're going to do the best we can to try to push off any liability in the event that somebody tries to sue us? But they're playing both sides because mm-hmm. we're going to block content that we right. we determine that is we bad. subjectively right. determine is hate speech. And it's not illegal. There's no legal law. Right. So this is great. Because, can I read something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, Speaking of EULA. Yeah, no, this is interesting. <laughs> uh, the EULA stands for End User License Agreement. Right. So you, as the end user of the product, you agree to this. So in my capacity working for local government, I recently had to order two small independent internet lines where we're going to put some surveillance cameras. Uh, when when you say independent internet line, what does that actually mean? Uh, I'm I'm going to buy internet service from a private provider for one surveillance camera, and I'm going to do that in two different locations. Okay. So independent, it's not government right. and, internet, and, and this is dedicated to this one yep. item. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I get the contract from them, and I generally don't read details of <laughs> contracts at home until now. But because I'm signing and under the capacity for my employer, which mm-hmm. is a local government. Well, do, don't you have the attorney look at it, county attorney? If I find anything that I think is off kilter, then yes. But oh, if it's okay. a small enough contract, um, generally I I say, here you go and away we go. Okay. And I've been attending over the last couple of years in my technical capacity. I've been attending a lot of government data practices seminars, and those are usually... Incredibly boring. Yeah, super boring, but what's really interesting is it's kind of a crossroads between the legal community and the technical community, where half the room is attorneys and the other half the room is computer people, and it's quite nerdy. But anyway, so in this contract of agreeing to the terms of service and signing 36-month internet use... The last line on the contract says that you agree to the uh, this particular company's internet acceptable use policy. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I respond to the company and I say, I have to read this. If I'm going to agree to it, I have to read so it. So at the bottom of the contract, it said you agree to something that you don't have in your hand? Right. So I didn't sign it, so I asked for a copy of it. I need to read it. 
and most of it's fairly standard, but mm-hmm. there's two clauses in here that I found fascinating. Does this uh, change your the fact of you signing it? It would have changed. Well, basically, I got I I wanted the attorney to agree, so I had the attorney agree in writing that we could sign this. Ooh. Okay. So here's what here here's the two clauses. Keep in mind. Well, I won't. Hold on. Okay. So one of the subdivisions is prohibited uses. <laughs> client is solely responsible for any and all acts and omissions that occur under the client's account or password. Client agrees not to use the service to A. Now, client is you, the end user, yep. or your company. The end user, mm-hmm. right. Uh, disseminate or transmit unsolicited messages, chain letters, commercial email. B, disseminate or transmit material that to a reasonable person, interesting, may be abusive, obscene, pornographic, defamatory, harassing, grossly offensive, vulgar, threatening, malicious. C, disseminate or transmit files, graphics, software, other material that actually or potentially infringe on copyrights, trademarks, patents, trade secrets, intellectual... Um... And that's kind of the end of that particular clause. It it, it goes on, but none of it's well, real relevant. I'm, I'm glad they just said they limited it to grossly offensive. Yeah, no, no, just no, offensive minorly, is good. Yeah, yeah, it well, can offend, but not grossly offensive. But remember, it says to a reasonable person may be There's abusive, objective there, obscene, pornographic, defamatory. But that's legal terms. I mean, yeah, but but to reason. a reasonable is not. No, no, no. But to a reasonable person. To, right, yeah. but here's my point. It's subjective, mm-hmm. and not everything in this list would be considered illegal. <laughs> and it's subjective. Obscene, very. what is obscene to me? Exactly. And my friends, I don't know that anybody would consider us reasonable people, but to my circle of influence, mm-hmm. obscene it's is totally very different, different right. than to... You know, mm-hmm. the Hell's Angels, which may be considered reasonable people. But this is just a, a catch-all so that if anybody comes back to them... It covers everything. Some, yeah, then, it covers anything. But isn't it fascinating that this is an internet service provider company telling you you but you're can't allowed post to do. anything obscene? Now, this is all the, from you out. This is not coming in. So do we ever get there? Because this transmit. is specific. It says you're, transmit. You're going out. Transmit is both ways. Of course. Disseminate or transmit. Well, that's transmit is defined as both ways. Okay. So there are things. Well, don't get on the net then. Defamatory. (laughs) Okay. So I did find it interesting that that's part of the clauses. Here was the one that, you know, so that one I thought in my capacity as local government, we're probably not going to, we may break some of those rules based Mm -hmm. off of what we're going to use the content for. And then a little bit further down, it says content, the subscriber. What do you mean you're going to break the rules? <laughs> I'm going to explain why. Okay. The sc- subscriber shall not upload, distribute through, or otherwise publish to any area, bulletin board, email, any content which is libelous, defamatory, obscene, pornographic, threatening, invasive of privacy, or publicity, publicity rights, abusive, harassing, illegal, or otherwise objectionable. Anything that would con- constitute or encourage a criminal offense, violate the rights of a party, 
or otherwise give rise to liability or violate any law. We're putting these on surveillance cameras. Mm. The whole point of a surveillance right. camera is to, is to catch something that's not legal. <laughs> but it could be obscene. It so could be a new trans. But is there an expectation of privacy out in the public on the street, on a sidewalk or whatever? Well, that's maybe, the thing. Maybe not. Then but, it wouldn't be inv- invading their privacy. But no, if you but. Walk, but if you walk by <clears throat> naked... Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's grossly obscene. obscene. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you were me. <laughs> and grossly offensive. We've now broken the rules. Well, I I can't disagree. <laughs> criminal, <laughs> criminal. Um. So, do you think that this kind of an agreement is actually ever used, or is it only there in the back end until they get someone that really is a problem, and then they go back and throw the book at them? If somebody was disseminating child pornography, and then they come in, or uh, somebody was was being libelous, and then they turn around and they try to uh, sue the internet provider, they can, you know... Bring that out and say. But I find a few problems. So in my capacity working for the government agency that I work for, in that capacity, my challenge and the reason I brought it to our attorney was we are going to be transmitting information that would be criminal. We are going to be catching information that could be illegal. We're going to be capturing that. Why... um... You're you're going to be capturing video, video, mm-hmm. but if somebody's, um, but you're not doing anything criminal. You're capturing an image of per, perhaps a crime being committed. But Ooh, is, is it because the same you thing? well see it all goes down to do they consider you being the transmitter of the product right, which that's what um, it sounds like. If you put the camera up, are you then the one liable for what comes in the camera? Or because it's a surveillance camera, the stuff that you're viewing, I mean, you have no control over, so it, it kind of could, I mean, a, a reasonable judge would go, nope. And that was really the, the I threw it at the attorney because mm-hmm. of that. And his response back was, from a reasonable perspective, mm-hmm. we are not transmitting anything. Right. So I'm okay with it. Let it go. But to the letter of the law. But here's <laughs> where it really threw me off is, I may not have any interest in my household of viewing or disseminating obscene material Mm -hmm. or pornography, but as far as I'm aware, that's still legal in the United States. Mm -hmm. So So is not this ISP making an attempt in their minds Mm -hmm. to stop an activity or monitor or evaluate or make a determination on what content I view in my house or do not view? Well, this goes back to all these platforms shutting down InfoWars and t- removing them because they, he's mean, he's he hates speech. But doesn't this kind of go mean. back to something like what Dvorak was saying, that it's not a platform? Do, I think so, yeah. I think so. Now maybe you are this totally IS- dictating the content. Maybe this ISP is not actively monitoring, but I think the fact that they have the legal, legal language in there tells mm-hmm. me that they're looking for a loophole out to be able to oh, so stop or covered. block somebody. Well, but, but, or so that they're, they're covered. covered. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's insurance, basically, for that. But insurance against what? Um, Obscene is very subjective, and so is right now, offensive or yeah, grossly but, offensive. But, I mean, if you agree to it... I mean, you have two children. There is at least one person on this planet that does not consider you grossly offensive. But yep, to reasonable two, people... Three. They're three. Three people. 
Moving on. Moving <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on. Anyway, I just think that it is, there's some gray area well, I'm here. one of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I think this is, see? That's, Narcissism and asbestos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I found it interesting. That, well, that is. Donald Trump, uh, pre- President Trump, on Saturday issued a tweet storm. Are you ready? A tweet storm. Buckle up. Tweet. Following the removal of conspiracy theorist Alec Jones and his Infowars shows from most major social media platforms earlier this month. So, quote, social media is totally discriminating against Republican conservative voices. The president wrote in the first of several tweets, speaking loudly and clearly for the Trump administration, we won't let that happen. I don't know what that means. Yeah, how is he going to stop them? The president did not indicate what steps his admin would take to prevent private companies. Okay, here we go. This jumps right back to Dvorak's argument to prevent private companies from setting up and enforcing terms of service that have allowed them to discipline or shut down accounts for reported abuses. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting, um, let's see if I have it here. I don't think I have. Uh, I, I don't have the, uh, I don't have the link, but um, Twitter, they were the latest they they were the, they held out the longest for banning Alex Jones, and he did something. He made a video posted on Twitter that said, um, "They're coming." You know the media is bad. They're coming. So you know, get arms, get your arms ready by your bed. Basically, get your get your get your freedom rifles ready at your bedside. <laughs> get your guns. <laughs> and so the Jack Dorsey said, "Oh." Oh, terrible. Lester Holt said he's he's threatening the media. He's going to threaten the media with guns. Get your guns and go get the media. So that that's the way they spun, they took what he said. And so Twitter <laughs> the dad that they are put him in a timeout. They put Alex Jones in a 7-day timeout to where he can't post or relike or retweet or anything for 7 days because he broke our terms. So they put him in a timeout because he was naughty. Doesn't that reinforce the <laughs> it does. publisher? It totally does because they're going to come in and say, but then people like, and of course NPR had a fa- uh, kind of an interesting take. Uh, well, how can he make that claim and take off Alex Jones when our president has used Twitter, the platform, to threaten whole countries? That's <laughs> national security. Well, there you go. So does the Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Apple, I, the, the podcast app that most of you listening are probably on getting our, hopefully, getting our content from, um, they took him off. They removed him because he broke all their terms and he's horrible, he's bad, bad guy. But what law did he break? I don't know. If there's a law he broke, sue him. Well, it's just, um, I would like to say. I don't think you sue somebody that breaks the law. I think yeah. they get prosecuted. Don't okay, you prosecute sue, them. Don't you sue somebody in civil court? Probably. Yes. <clears throat> details, details. Sorry. The, um, to me, I didn't know we had a lawyer in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, To me, this goes back to the whole uh, not allowing 
blacks to mm. uh, sit at the counter or yeah. whatever. And it's the uh, the unintended consequences of things. Well, I, I brought that up with a, a high school kid the other day because mm-hmm. he's pretty outspoken um, conservative who uh-huh. doesn't have a – I mean, he, he's just – Doesn't have a filter? No, oh. which is kind of fun. But he, he also <laughs> – I mean, he's he's thought this much into stuff. Uh-huh. But he can't not, see that over the radio. Right, he's not an idiot. This much is an inch. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, that whole idea, because you, you, some years ago, brought that up to me. So he's an independent that, thinker, but he doesn't have the maturity to have gone too correct, deep. Correct, yeah. But, okay. but he's open and it's fantastic. Good, okay. Um, the whole idea that when the government stepped in and, and mandated that everyone in a private business is required to serve everyone no matter the color of their skin, that opened the door. I mean, none, none of us in this room are going to ever say you shouldn't serve a black person. Mm-hmm. That's clearly not the, I mean, we're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. But when you allow government to come in and tell you that you you don't have a choice, it does open that door farther down the road for other things like, oh, you can't, you have to bake a cake. Mm-hmm. Or yep. you have to, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. Yeah. 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 Anything. Um. But this is an example of a double standard um, because whatever the go- – well, or or not necessarily, um, the government could come in and tell Twitter and the rest of them, if you're going to, if you're going to have this much influence, mm-hmm. you – You can't ban people? You can't ban people. You, you have to – uh, I, I know. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not going to. Um, but I mean, if they wanted to be consistent about it, but I mean, wouldn't they the could. lawsuit be consistent? Um, what's that? Well, I mean, if, if there was a lawsuit brought, I mean, that if said he that? wanted to, if he wanted to sue the social media platforms for blocking him mm-hmm. because of subjective decisions, well, but part thing is they've got a Eula that's worse than the one you just read. Oh yeah, that's true. And so, quite likely, every possible thought that you could have that might go against him is covered, and you signed the deal when you signed up for him. But following that logic, you couldn't put a sign on your door that says, "We don't serve Mexicans," and that's my agreement. And now you're legally not liable. But you could. Well, that's true. But I'm a business. But he rather than a platform. Oh, I see what you mean. I I get what you're saying. So it would take somebody changing the definition that they're, yeah, they would have that to they're be, a publisher, yeah. not a platform. Dvorak's okay. argument would Sorry. have to actually be I had to solidified. come back full circle. Yeah. took me a minute. Hey, we got there. Nice work. <laughs> Man, that was bad. I'm Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and, you know, um, back when, when this all happened with the civil rights days in the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people then, I think, were truly racist you know, that were fighting integration and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I think 90, high 90% of the people that are so-called racist today are not racist. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I, I understand what because you're saying. Because they're, sure. they're conflating terms and they're, what they say is racist, you're actually being uh, uh, culturalist. As I was talking to somebody last night about this. I am not raci- racist. I'm not necessarily proud to say this, but I am prejudiced. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily against any race because I think there's some real white trash people that I prejudge. Mm-hmm. But but and see, there's a difference between racism and prejudicism. Yep. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Um, if you were truly a racist, 
and you met, say, an African-American, it wouldn't matter what their character was or it anything. It could be Colin Powell, and I would hate him. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't Actually, like him. Actually, I would hate him more because he took the place of somebody that should have had the position that yeah. was white. If you were a racist. Right, yeah, exactly. If you're a culturalist where you think that some cultures are worse than others, and you meet somebody who's typically follows a certain culture that you don't uh, appreciate or like, mm-hmm. you assume that because of the color of their skin or whatever it is. And then as you start talking to them, you realize that, no, I was just, uh, th- their life and what they what they value is more aligned to my culture. It wouldn't matter um, what the color of their skin was. Right. So you couldn't say that somebody's racist. If you wanted, technically you couldn't. Right. And But see, that's the problem. Anytime you talk about culture, they're going to conflate it and say it's racism. And I think there there needs to be a pushback and say we're not talking we're not talking genetics. But racism at this point is a term that I believe has been hijacked to exactly. only apply to white people against others. Exactly. Because you can be black. Well, CBS has a new show coming out. And I won't name the show. But CBS... Why? No, okay. Can I? Yeah. Okay, CBS has a new show coming out called The Neighborhood. Okay. You know what would have been really funny if all the power went out in the building right after he said that? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, so they have a new show coming out called The Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And the premise of the show, it's a white family from Tennessee that moves into a 100% black neighborhood in L.A. And the black neighborhood is appalled... And making fun of the fact that there's white people that just moved in. But that's okay. This is all good, right? Because that's not racism. Mm. Racism is a one-way street of white to anybody else. There's a new movie out right now called Crazy Rich Asians. And I'm just wondering, could we have Awesome White Elitists as a new movie? Well, wait, wait a second. Would that be allowed? Uh, no. That TV YouTube show. YouTube would ban you. <laughs> I know. That, that TV show, was that written by a, a conservative? Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. It just seems to me that that he is showing the uh, how ludicrous. Oh, oh, oh that, that it could be a message the other way. Yeah, I don't know about that because there was there there's a show out there on TV. I think it was two or three seasons long called Blackish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and we couldn't have we couldn't though. have a you know whitey. <laughs> we couldn't have a show called Whitey. I you know I this. I have. That's interesting. I took a note on this because I wanted to talk about it. That's hilarious. I, no, no, no. This is <laughs> whitish. Whitey. Here comes whitey. <laughs> Do you remember? Did you guys ever watch in the? Uh, oh, was it in the? Uh, well, you'd have been too young. But uh, did you ever watch Steve Martin, The Jerk? Well, of course. Oh, and what an well, amazing movie! Did you times. see that? He's not too oh, young. Oh, no. I have seen you that. You haven't movie. seen it. No. You need to watch it. You've never it's seen amazing. The Jerk. Oh, you've heard about it though. It is I have, absolutely yeah. hilarious. You've never seen it. No. What is wrong with you, yeah. man? I don't know. I just found out that my younger son has not watched that movie, and my oldest son and I have been harassing him almost daily to find out why he has not yet watched I it. I was born a poor black <laughs> child. Oh man, you found a special purpose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So You're I, laughing. You don't know what that's yeah. about. <laughs> no, you guys are terrible. <laughs> I, I listened to a podcast recently, and it was on- uh, The David Allen Show, everyone. DavidAllenShow.com. <laughs> uh, this was a 
Jewish man by by race, so not by religion. He he does not practice hmm. Judaism, but he's Born Jewish. Into it. He's Jewish by race and lives in Finland. He went so, pro. Right. He didn't he doesn't practice. Well, the reason that's just... important is because he doesn't have a religious fight. He doesn't have a religious dog in the fight. Uh-huh. But he the the premise of the podcast is how tolerance can begin to backfire. Uh-huh. And I think it really fits this conversation. So he's Finnish, Finland, and he was just talking Finish him. Yeah. He was just talking about how in Finland he used the statement that their culture has become so tolerant that it is now intolerant. Ooh. And he said that um, Finland has now made a decision that animal rights come before religious rights and that to you must stun or put to sleep animals before they're slaughtered, which goes against kosher and halal food practices. Yeah. So as a Jew mm -hmm. or Muslim practicing in Finland, you no longer can get a hold of the type of meat that is required by your religion. So was this an attack on religion rather than, uh, to me this seems more like an attack on religion, and they're using this as a pretext. It could be, but Finland has a really high Muslim population, so I think this could backfire, but mm. I, I don't... I don't know. This was something I I looked it up and it happened in spring of 2018. So it's fairly new. Um, but I thought the comment that he made that Finland has become so tolerant, it is intolerant. And then he said, even though the majority of Finnish people would consider themselves Christians, he said, secularism is the primary religion of this country. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it makes Same in Sweden. It, it just goes to Norway. reason. Isn't it here? Wouldn't you consider maybe if not, not the religion, not, the primary belief system? Not to that extent mm. yet. Not, I mean, we're going there. I think we're getting close. Well, we still got a long way to, to go. I mean, there's. You could look up to see how many people consider themselves agnostic or atheist in England first, or Germany or whatever, and it's going to be a lot higher than it is in America. But we're that's what they want us to go to but i think i think the statement so tolerant that you're intolerant is so accurate oh totally well it totally makes sense because if you have to kowtow to everyone you're going to start shutting other people down mm -hmm. it actually goes this far my daughter just graduated high school and last year she was telling me that the it is expected by your peers that it becomes a very awkward conversation if Somebody asks you if you have same-sex uh, interests or if you have tried same-sex relationships or anything same-sex. If your answer is no and I'm not interested, I'm hetero, you're intolerant. Just by holding that view in yes, high school? because you haven't, you're not open-minded. You're closed-minded at this point. Mm -hmm. Now... If they were being consistent, <laughs> which they always are, they would apply that to heroin, to methamphetamines, right, to cocaine, but to cannibalism, and that could come. <clears throat> that I don't know about. I mean, that could come, but there is a certain sense of how tolerant do you have to be? Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's not about tolerance. It's about 
destroying the Judeo-Christian culture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So kind of jumping back to this whole idea, um, the, the interweb, social media has turned into... We, we left. That we was so the, 10 minutes ago. We are the pro- But we are the product. And so this idea that um, we get in for free, but that's because they're gathering our data and selling us. Absolutely. Harry, oh, Harry yeah. Shearer. And they are unashamed of that. Oh, well, it's blatant now. Harry Shearer makes hmm. the point. That's not to be good. Um, from Le Show, which is one of my favorite shows to listen to. Um, How progressive is he? He is, I don't know. I, I think he's fairly liberal, but at the With same time. With a name time, like Harry Shearer? Well, he was the voice of how many Simpsons characters? Yeah, like 20 he was of them? in um, uh, Mighty Wind. Oh, yeah. And, he's uh, Derek, he is Derek Smalls from it, of Spinal Tap. And Derek Smalls of Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he posits that. Um, Gandalf could from a Lord person, of the Rings. No. Oh, <laughs> could sorry. <a> person, <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> I just wonder. <laughs> Could a person off. copyright themselves? If now we're the product. So that you can't clone? No, so so that Facebook would pay us Ooh. for our con for us. Ooh. So we're co- like if I write or, a book or any picture yeah, that if, we if, put up. If I write a book and put it out there, it's I own that, it's mine. No one can touch it legally without buying it, paying Ooh. for access. Huh. So, if we are the product, is there a way we could copyright us at some level? Uh, but that and would then charge still, for access. Uh, only if you don't agree, then you would have to enter a contract agreement to get paid. But if you agree, yeah, but we're entering a contract agreement for them to use our stuff right, right now. But if you copyright yourself and then you agree to their EULA, oh, well, sure, then it doesn't yeah, matter, right? But see, there. Do and, you really think you're that interesting that you should copyright yourself? Do you think you would get paid I for your content? I didn't say me. This is Harry. I'm bringing oh, it to okay. the show. Okay. He he brought it up on his show on Sunday, and I thought it was fascinating. So, well, doesn't so, that happen to some degree though with celebrities? You can't use their likeness or their endorsement. Well, okay. This goes back. I listened to another podcast a few weeks ago um, called Ear Biscuits. <laughs> they had uh, it's that's, <laughs> that's that's a disease. <laughs> I I had that once. Right, no. It, it's actually a podcast by uh, or, uh, the... Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. The, was, inter- no. the internet sensations. You might um, want to mute me right now. <laughs> it might slip out. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link, they have a, yeah. a whole yeah. good mythical morning. They have a whole me- yeah. media enterprise uh, on Sell YouTube. Outs. And yeah. uh, hey, you know what? It works. They so does prostitution so. in a weird roundabout way. They did a show where they were playing a stupid little battleship game. Well, the voice in the battleship game they thought sounded cool, so they're like, "This guy, we got to get this guy. We got to figure out who this guy did the voice. He's awesome." Well, six months later, it happened to get about. So the guy named David D'Andrea, who's a voiceover guy that I used to listen to as a little kid on the radio in Oregon. Anyway, it t- turns out to be him. And so they weirdly hook up. So they do this podcast with him where they bring him in. And he's a great voiceover. But he does Morgan Freeman. Oh. Spot on. Uh-huh. And they kind of brought that up. Is there a legal thing where can you actually do him so well that it's you, you could interchange him? And Dave's like, well, we kind of have to keep it a little bit different. Just, you know, and I don't know because I don't think well, he's sued so much because he's one of the most... 
Um, but if co- you do like, it in satire. Well, no, 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 no. If you, you do this it in satire. No, but this is in ads. People want oh, Morgan oh, Freeman oh, voice oh, in an oh, ad. Oh, oh. So yes, what would end up yes. happening there is Morgan Freeman's attorney would have the ability to yes. yeah, I see. to sue that you are using my likeness. Yeah. He, he, you must be able to because it's so distinct. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. But then is that, I mean, if that's the case, do you have to prove some level of uh, ubiquity maybe? Well, that would probably, go ahead. I well, I was thinking about the copyright thing. You know how it is on Facebook when they'll like suggest friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we suggest this person, then you know you see their picture and whatnot. If you copyright your image, oh, they couldn't do that. Could they not do that without well, paying you? But because you agree to their agreement, well, yes, that, that's they true. Can. <clears throat> but uh. Baked in, and that's why one of the when old Zuckerberg was up on the hill, like acting like a robot. One of the guys acting. <laughs> he had to. Sorry. One of the guys asked him, they, well, I don't know, some senator or, or representative, said, I never read your user agreement because nowhere in there was the option for me to edit it and make, you know, and, and negotiate. There was no, there's no, it's not a negotiation. So I didn't read it, whatever. Now, whether that's right or not, I don't know. But he made a good point that, like it or not, we can't go in there and cross out sections we don't agree with. Yeah. Right. And negotiate but you just don't that. use it. Well, sure. You yeah. don't, but, I mean, it's th- th- really very simple. It you is. don't use it. Except when Facebook tracks you because there's a, you're on a computer that someone else used, and so then they get in and they can start seeing what you're doing, and then they keep that info. There, there's record of people's traffic that do not have Facebook accounts because they need it for security and for a better experience. This so, is a problem. So is Facebook an actual... Uh, CIA cover organization. Well, if you believe uh, when they talk, oh, was it Brennan at the time? Who was it? The CIA was it FBI or CIA director? Was it Hayden? Several years ago, in um, I think in an interview, they talked about that the FBI they have offices in Facebook, and they're like they're in there. All they're all it's all part of the game. But then. There's also in Boeing headquarters, Delta has an office in Boeing, um, American Airlines, they have offices, they have people on site in this airplane manufacturer. Uh, well, that's so, because I don't know how... blatantly Boeing makes aircraft for Delta. Well, so blatantly Facebook... Facebook makes data yeah. for the CIA. Well, I mean, you've Are seen that. NSA. That's a good point. That's you've a good seen point. that. Yeah. I mean, you, you had, I would imagine, the two of you. of whatever... Of whatever they the get, the CIA is a consumer. So, so absolutely, is a, it's a consumer. It must like be. Delta is a consumer. I think so. to of course, why not? Sure. I I would I would imagine that you both have seen this. The um, the person that put their phone to the test by talking about cat food mm-hmm, all day mm-hmm. at home, mm-hmm. and, so and they don't have Amazon a, and, and they don't have a cat. Up. And they were doing it to see, so him and his wife started talking about cat food, and we need cat food, and we should get some tasty cat food, and they did this all day long. And then their Amazon account and their Facebook account started showing them ads for cat food. And they don't own cats, and they never search for cat food. And it was just an experiment to see if their phone is always on and listening. And it was, I, And And clearly. actually happened to my wife. My my wife, it, this was not that long ago, and I wish I could remember what the subject matter was, but she started talking to me about something that was about my job, 
and she would have no reason to ever search for this. And then she started getting Amazon ads in her Facebook, and I don't have a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. She started getting ads on her Facebook account for that type of product. I got, I sent my wife or my daughter a few texts about going to Perkins. And within five minutes, I got an email from Perkins. Do you have- What? Were they both, uh, are your wife and daughter both on Apple phones? Uh, Yeah. So it's iMessage. Yeah. You re- or did you use Facebook message? No, I message. Well, well, oh, so it was just a text. It was a text. But you got an email after that. Yep, I got an email. And then I did it again uh, like an hour later, and I got another email from, from Perkins. Now, I, I'm i signed up for like a happy birthday, you get a free meal or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I hardly ever get emails from Perkins. Mm. And I got like two in one day after I text... Well, the other night, and the reason I asked about iMessage is an SMS text uses different technology than an iMessage text, Mm -hmm. and iMessages are captured through Apple servers, whereas SMS are are captured through your carrier's server. Mm, Right. So I wonder if there is some end-user agreement when you agree to use the Apple Apple. phone that your... Kind of like listening. when you agree to use Gmail, they can surf your content for mm-hmm. advertising. Well, it's mm-hmm. just like the the voice dictation. If you want to voice dictate your text, I'm pretty positive that does not happen on the phone. I think it's similar to Siri, where it actually goes up to the cloud to translate and then brings it back. Agreed. Yeah, because if you don't have service, Siri can't figure it right. out. But but just the voice, like if you touch the little speaker or the microphone at the bottom of the your keyboard yep. to just talk into your... I'm almost positive that's not happening on the phone. Mm. So then they're getting that content. I was with a guy this morning, and he was talking his entire text. And I thought, okay, there you go. Put your voice in there. Get all you know of what? Stuff there. We should do a, an experiment sometime. I mean, do it a couple different ways, back and forth. Kind of like how up. the government did an LSD experiment a while back. Uh, I don't know, Terry. <laughs> You don't remember much of the 90s, do you? (laughs) But, I mean, uh, seriously, uh, see if we can elicit a response. Now, the other night, uh, my wife and I were chatting, and somehow the topic of the show Leverage Uh came on. It's a show that's been off. Now, I have liked that page way back. I don't ever see anything from them, ever. Instantly, I saw something in the face bag feed of that show. So, I mean, th- that was like minutes at most. So it is that fast. So if you're going to be a butt. If you're going to be a butt? No. no. Can Hello. I finish? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I finish? Please it, do. If you're going to be a consumer of technology, mm-hmm. there's no other way around this. Yeah, it comes with. it. It's just like. I got off of social media about two years ago, all of it, That's and and I did it for a reason, because you wanted to have friends. <laughs> <laughs> I followed some here, <laughs> uh, but some of it was because every time you turned around on the social medias that I was uh, that I had subscribed to, you were agreeing to the terms of something, 
and mm-hmm. I started looking into some of those terms, and it's just I wasn't okay with some of the stuff that they allow them. They they have access to your contacts. Your con. What's more disturbing is not that they have access to my contacts; it's that they have access to my content through my contacts. Mm-hmm. So I could lock down, and it's something I talk to my wife and daughter about all the time. You can lock down your social media profile, but if the person you're friends with doesn't have theirs locked down, then they agree to play some game on Facebook, and by those terms of mm-hmm. agreements, that that vendor gets rights to your friend's to you, content. W- without them giving that right. right. But it's because third-party you, it, rights. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. But it it is it's what you agree to. Yeah. No, I that I walked away from social media, and that was part of it. And it's getting harder because there's some business that's more complicated to do if you don't have a social media account. It is, and to be honest, that is the main driver of keeping me where I'm at. And every day, I more and more hate it. I, there was there was a business recently I needed a phone number to. It was a local area business. Keep in mind. No, it's Facebook a, only? And it, the only way to get their contact information, the only web page they had was, was Facebook, Facebook. And I couldn't get to it So because I don't have an account. Mm. And their page was locked down, not public. So you had to be, you had to have an account. Okay. So I had to ask my wife to, and of course she made fun of me because I didn't have an account, but that was the only way to get to it. <laughs> and that's that's not the norm right now, but there are a lot of, there. there's a lot of interactions that require Facebook. Yeah. You know, even some local governments now, I was just requested, one of our agencies wants to start a Facebook account in order to interact and notify citizens of events that are coming in our in our government agency. And that's just standards of doing business now. You know, it's crazy because our local police department now has a Facebook page and they get out stuff. So there's no way they signed a different agreement. I mean, I can't imagine Facebook has separate agreements for government agencies than they do to people. No, just some person mm-hmm. created it. Yeah. Uh, and but but what did they agree to? So now when they put up official government business, but usually it's well, probably not very confidential that you're going to put on. It's Facebook. not confidential, no, that's but not the point, because though. I deal with the data practices stuff, it, when a government agency at the county level or above, now a lot of cities and municipalities are exempt from this, but when you're at the county government level or above, there are specific things that you're required to keep record of from your social media. Like if you have followers on your Facebook page, those followers become a government record and we have to keep a copy of that. Really? Yeah. There are cert- there are very specific government data practices we have to keep record if of. If they un-become your friend, do they get off that list or are they on there for good? Uh, the record would continue because we have to keep It'd the record. three or seven years. For three years. Oh, man. As correspondence. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and that as correspondent a, is as, as simple as like? Yeah, correct. Because that's correspondence. How? That's like if I walk in the door, do you then take all my stuff if I look inside the shop? There's there's no way you can get out of this. Yeah, have you ever played the game seven or Six Degrees of Separation of mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So can that's, that's an actor. Can you imagine mm-hmm. how we're probably six steps away from anybody in the world Technologically. Or maybe less now. Or less. Yeah. So there's no way. So even if 
they didn't entrap you there. Oh, um, what was it? One of you guys were telling me. I think it was one of you guys were telling me either that or my brother. Um, China did a demonstration on. Um, <clears throat> uh, they have so many cameras there that they told a journalist. Um, in in one of the larger cities, we'll give you a two minute head a head start, and we'll find you within ten minutes, and something like ten or fifteen minutes in this big city, of you know millions of people. He took off, and they found him within five or ten minutes. Well, there was a movie about this. Uh, Tom Hanks, The Circle. The Circle. Hmm. There was something, and the difference between the movie and that real life was the circle used surveillance, but it also used, um, the circle was a social media account. Oh, so they took any, so it would notify if- All the users. Yeah, the users, it would take over the users' phones, I suppose, probably to- And the users would also interject as well. It became a game with the users, but yeah. So think about that. If, if If Facebook wanted to- Facebook would have the technical capacity to send a message to every single subscriber to say, we're looking for this face. Mm -hmm. Send us a picture Mm -hmm. or live video feed if you see them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty or not guilty. Oh, that's another movie. I can't remember the, or not movie, but TV TV show. show. Yes. Uh, The Crowd. The Crowd. That's it. I was just looking for that. Yes. Yeah. There's another one, The Crowd, which is very similar. terrifying because it does that concept. It throws out the thing. No, this is not legal. But it throws out all the stuff. Hey, this is the oh, guy, and then take your picture. Some... You see it, take your picture. Oh, yeah. I uh, think of several long, several episodes ago, we they, played they the trailer for it. They canceled it because the the main guy was got caught up in the Me Too. Uh, what's oh, his name? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that I didn't know. But yeah. but regardless, the the concept. Uh, how far away are we from the FBI or CIA having an office in the in yeah. in the face bag or well, in they the, do so. or in the Twitter and wisdom saying wisdom of the crowd wisdom of the crowd and actually saying hey this is our top this is our top wanted person right now put this out on blast to everybody every one of your thirty million users mm-hmm. how long would it take to find a person yeah. but it's my daughter got my daughter I, she's missing. So then the, you play on that whole idea, and then unintended the dumb, consequences. Yeah, the yeah, dumb exactly. millennials, these young kids, go, "Oh yeah, yeah," and then you sign up and say, "I'll do it." It's it's the Patriot Act. Nine Eleven happened, and everyone panicked. Yeah, and so now rubber stamp government, do what you need to, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, and then. Now but we let's have it. take it away from the government. Let's just say that Facebook decides to do it themselves. You sign the agreement; they can use your account for whatever I, they want. I they think sent, so. they now can send a tech blast to everybody yeah. and find this person. Well, it could become a game. How fast can you find this? Can they use Pokemon your Go. camera in their terms um, of agreement? Yeah, you agree to it well, when you, you sign up for but, Facebook Messenger. Yes, but, you agree. Well, that's Messenger, maybe, but you then have to give access. I've taken access away. From uh, on Facebook, like but, you took access away from your microphone. Well, that part. Well, the, for the video, every time I try to go to a picture, I inadvertently slide to the camera. Oh, we don't. You have to give us access. Psst. Again, this yeah. assumes. It's kind of naive. But this it's, assumes though that they are telling the truth. But ca- imagine the computing um, power with an uh, ad- um, artificial intelligence. 
if in a large city you uh, a computer could determine how many cell phones were on person of interest how many and activate them all take take the feed and then do uh, facial recognition. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Why couldn't that happen? Yeah. Person, did you see, person the, did of you interest. see the Snowden documentary? It's Person of Interest. It's did that you, show. Oh. But did you watch the Snowden documentary? Mm-mm. You, uh-uh. Okay, you would both really like the Snowden documentary. Really? It's on Netflix. And it's Edward Snowden's in it. Mm-hmm. He's in it at the end. They interview him. They Hence take the name. Right. They, but it's not just like a slanted perspective oh. from somebody Is third it? party. He actually gave them information to help them make the documentary. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's one of the things, one of the claims in the movie is that they can turn a camera on on any device that they want to, that the technology to... already exists, and unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you, they can turn that on and see what you're doing and you would never know whether you think your phone is on or not. Yeah. You should watch, yeah, I, you guys should watch it, Snowden. I think you'd mm-hmm. both like it. Tape up your cameras, people. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Go back to a flip phone? You can't buy them hardly. That's true. This is the problem. We're, we're, we we well, become. Well, you can get those old people ones where, you know, the you jitterbug. Put four buttons. Yeah, jitterbug. The jitterbug. <laughs> yeah, you can't see the whole uh, phone number in the screen because the, the letters are so big. Is that the unintended consequence of selling, uh, you know, 500 megapixel cameras to go with your smartphone? Oh. No, we need a good camera so we can take good pictures of our children. And now it, it what, is every it, it is the reason that I choose the phone I choose is the camera. I hear so you. that is a terrifying thought. But now is there an email account? I mean, uh Google and Microsoft mm-hmm. and Amazon and pretty much everybody, you get unlimited photo storage mm-hmm. if you store your phones right. on the from cloud. your device right. on their cloud. Right. And I, I bet you, but... I bet in the end user agreement, which every one of them have facial recognition and mm-hmm. pl- and location yep. recognition software. So when you upload a photo, it will tell you, oh, do you want to tag your friend, David? This is David. Well, do you want to tag him? This is your house. Do you want to tag your house? The other side of that, another element of that adobe has facial recognition built into lightroom now mm. and now they have this synced in the cloud option for lightroom well there it is so that that's one more piece and their facial recognition's pretty darn good so there's really barring an emp there's no stopping this train short of and and no because i think that your phone will listen to me Mm-hmm. So I can not have one, but yours will. And so unless we all shut down, mm-hmm. which we we could if everyone really got scared enough and realized what they're doing. But that's oh, would never, never going to happen. Oh, no, that I would never so. happen. Mm-mm. No. No. And how do you conduct business? You can't be a business person. You can't If you're going to be employed. You can't buy or sell without this technology. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Samsung had a phone blow up. One of the hottest phones on the market is Samsung phones right now. Oh, but this one won't blow up. We fixed that. Okay, fine. Awesome. I'll buy it. Well, didn't Apple have some phones for a while that were melting or something? Yeah. Didn't Apple? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't buy it. Well, no. no. That's a phone. 
not an apple. Oh. <laughs> I see what you said. This is the David Allen Show in memoriam. The Queen of Soul. The Queen of Soul. Who elected her queen? The queen doesn't get elected, oh. you simpleton. Queen of Soul, August uh, 16. You got to um, admit she was classy. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard that, but then I also heard that to work with, she was a jerk. I, I, I don't, I mean, I didn't do it. So I okay, let me rephrase. The music that she put out was pretty... Different, different thing. Yes, but I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Aretha, Aretha Franklin dead. August 16. 76, right? 76 or 77. Um, so she hit life expectancy, and that's... Born yeah. March 25, 1942. She sucked a lot she of says at first out of the she system didn't, first. Yeah. <laughs> she said she didn't want to sing at first. Mm-hmm. 
Well, back, you know what? What that wouldn't that be. That would have been su- in the what that late fifties, early sixties. That would have been Probably back 60s. when uh, singers in the Motown era were getting paid barely minimum wage, mm. if that, and they didn't own mm-hmm. any of their content. They were really getting hosed well, over in Motown. She started gospel singing with her dad, who was a minister. They would go around singing. Stuff. Mm. I didn't know that. She that began was- her career as a child singing gospel at New Bethel Baptist Church in Detroit. You're quite into the pop culture. Where her father, C.L. Franklin, was minister. Aretha Franklin, everybody. The the minted queen of soul. Yeah? Minted? Out of someone minted. So she'll end up on a... On a coin or a, a, coin po- or a stamp or, or something? Something. Oh, a stamp without doubt. Yep. She's probably been on a stamp. That's probably true. Uh, you guys, uh, both of you... Have not I've not been honest. Understand, or are close, and I mean I'm ten miles from Minnesota. I know that David decided he would move in farther into Minnesota, deeper into the <laughs> CBS, of Minnesota. CBS News. This August 16, which was was that Wednesday, the 15th I yeah. think was. Uh, no, it was Thursday. Is this or the 15th is oh, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, 16th yeah. was 16th Thursday. Thursday. Um. Tuesday the 14th was primary day. Yeah. Yeah. Representative Keith Ellison, deputy chairman of the Democratic National Committee, and hey, a one, candidate. One, one second. Uh, I didn't realize this. How old was uh, Aretha Franklin when she had her first child? Ooh. Th- 30. 12. What? Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> Not too classy. <laughs> What were the circumstances? Never. That, what? When when a uh, uh, boy and girl love each other. Very- oh my god! Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, that and was the circumstances. We're off the rails. To, that was a really good attempt. To, can we not? I, I'm with him. Let's talk about anything other than Keith Ellison, please. I'm really okay. I'd rather talk about Aretha Franklin's love child at twelve than. No, all of my point with old Rep Keith, who's a head monkey in... Oh. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh, time to leave. That's... Yeah. Oh, so, man. I, I see. I'm I, reading I, I reject text. that statement. I reject it. <laughs> I call my children little monkeys, so I... I'm Not sorry. getting any better. Nothing yeah. about this is personal he is the deputy chairman that's kind of a head honcho in an organization which happens to be honchos better the democratic national committee and candidate he quit his rep job in the national government thank you thank you yeah to be minnesota's attorney general yeah that would be just amazing has denied allegations that he abused his ex-girlfriend Karen Moynihan, Monahan. On Thursday, and if she Mo- says anything else, I'll give her another black eye. On Thursday, Monahan. <laughs> this has gone in the wrong direction. One twenty-three, <laughs> On Thursday, Monahan, forty-four, spoke on camera for the first time about an incident she said happened nearly two, well, nearly two years ago. At least she's not one of the Me Tooers that are from thirty years ago. Monahan said she has video of what happened, but that it's too traumatic for her. So she's chosen not to share it with anyone. 
CBS News has not seen the video. Monahan said that in September of 2016, she and her boyfriend, her then-boyfriend, Ellison, got into a heated argument that scarred her. No. Scared her. <laughs> Good, but apparently it did both. She said it started when he came into a room where she was laying on a bed listening to a podcast. Uh-oh. The he, David the Allen Show. David Allen Show David Allen Show.com. I thought we brought people together rather. <laughs> he asked her to take out the trash, and when he asked if she heard him, she shook her head. Quote, he looked at me. He goes, hey, you effing hear me? Then he looked at me. He goes, female dog, get the F out of my house. And he started to try to drag me off the bed, she said. That's when I put my camera on to video him. She said he called her a friend after the incident and told him and told them she was at the lowest of the low. Monahan said she saved the video on her computer. This past Saturday, Monahan's son, Austin, posted a message on Facebook saying that in the middle of 2017, he found the video. Almost two minutes long, showing Ellison dragging his mother off a of bed and telling her to get out of his house. Monahan said she should not have to release the video of the incident in order to be believed. She believes her word should be enough. Monahan told CBS News she has the video on a thumb drive. Ellison spoke to CBS Minnesota about the allegations. I'm mortified, absolutely stunned that she would say this, he said. When asked if he ever dragged her, he said no, absolutely not. He also said there couldn't be such a thing as a video because I never did that. CBS News asked Mo Monahan why she decided to speak out. I followed my gut, she said. The gut that I kept trying to push down, and then it came to primary day. Oh, sorry. Monahan said she never reported the incident to police and said being dragged off the bed was the only time Ellison got physical with her during their three-year relationship. He didn't apologize for putting his hands on me. Are they still together? She says an apology would be enough. Really? So don't you think you get that privately? Uh-huh. Unless your goal is to... Make some money? Or, yeah. Or derail. Or derail something, yep. I don't know. I wouldn't mind too much if that campaign got derailed. It won't, will it? No. Does no, he have because there's a double, double standard. Well, that's true. And he's got enough clout. Being the head honcho of the Democratic National Because he's Muslim and oh. he's African American. Ooh. I did not realize that. Yeah. Hmm. He was the only Muslim representative when he was a representative. Uh, talk about unintended consequences. I found this intriguing. Greenbelt, Maryland. News outlets filed a lawsuit on Friday challenging a Maryland law meant to fight foreign meddling in online political advertising because they say it creates unfair burdens on media sites that publish such ads. So what? What? I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand. What happened? The Maryland-Delaware-D.C. Press Association and several newspapers, including the Washington Post and the Baltimore Sun, filed the federal lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the legislation passed in April. The law went into effect without the signature of the governor who had concerns about its requirements. The challengers argue 
The law infringes on free speech because, because it requires them to publish information about the political ad buyers. The newspapers oh. also say the law includes onerous requirements for them to make data on ad buyers available to election officials on request. So if you buy an ad, you're required There's to... a whole bunch of now, like, footnotes that have to go with it to say who paid for it, who's all part of it. Because they're trying to stop Russia from fixing our election. But couldn't... Um... No. <laughs> what? Like, if you give money... To a campaign, can it go into the general fund? Say, say an ad cost a hundred thousand dollars to put it on all the movie mm-hmm. or the TV stations, and you gave fifty thousand. Another person gave fifty thousand. Another person gave fifty thousand. You put it in the general fund to buy the ad. Do you have to list everybody who gave money, and then, or do people give money specifically for an ad? To you be mean put so it's on? like paid for by so such and such pack? Yeah. Rather than each donor, yeah. Because if you no, had to do each donor, you, do you couldn't each do that. Don- no, it's not each donor. But but this is different than what's required by TV, I believe. And and on on like Facebook's got this new thing where if you're going to do a political ad, you have to go through a whole process of proving who you are, who owns the organization, who runs it, who's the money behind it, how it's getting paid for, and that all gets like listed as a as a click on button, I think, in the ad now. So you are aware. Well, you know what's going to be interesting. The unintended consequence of who supports who <laughs> in a few years. Because mm-hmm. that's all going to be recorded. The lawsuit states that this this is a stark difference between requiring speakers to disclose who they are and the source of their funding and imposing that burden on newspapers and other internet publishers, especially in the circumstances here. But at what point is this going to just turn into a paperwork nightmare? A paperwork nightmare and the shell game of exactly. here's my shell corporation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There, there so is. nothing is fixed. It's just creating a new category. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. How difficult is that to create just a shell corporation and then you dump money into that mm-hmm. and that buys the ad? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will get around it. Kofi so. Annan is dead. Former UN Secretary General. So you're saying there's a linkage? Nope. Oh, oh were those connected? I was trying to no, connect just, the segue si- there. It's a side headline. <laughs> <laughs> Took out the wrong ad, apparently. <laughs> Kofi Annan? Kofi Annan. Uh, when did he die? Um, yes. He died at the age of 80. I Ooh. wasn't going to open the story. I was just looking at the headline. Because mm. I don't really care. That's uh, because you're racist. That's you, cold. You know Glenn Close. Uh, of, of. Her. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. really? Of. Personally? I, I don't know him. <laughs> Speaking of that, giving that her 2012 Oscar nomination was the role, was for a role in which she played a woman masquerading as a man, it should come as no surprise that Glenn Close has waded in on the debate surrounding <sighs> Scarlett Johansson's contentious casting as a transgender man in the now dormant film Robe and Tug. Yeah, let it die. Johansson has since withdrawn from playing Dante after facing significant backlash. During an appearance on Hollywood Foreign Press Association's podcast, the the HFPA, in conversation, Close argued that people who are producing and directing properties like that need to go out of their way to get trans actors jobs. 
She suggested that while the playing field for transgender actors remained so unbalanced, frustrating or frustration from the community was understandable. I certainly understand the need for those who are the same as the character they are casting. Hopefully that will happen, she said. But Close also recognized that film producers, quote, should have the opportunity to cast the best person. Acting is a craft. I personally think that anyone <laughs> should be able to play anyone. Oh, good. Except a white person can't play a black person anymore, right? Is that well, called tell blackface? Robert Downey Jr. that in Tropical Thunder. Yeah, you know the <laughs> other the other thing too is how the idea of two people acting married. Uh, it when was the was it back in the fifties yes. when the Nelsons. Uh, the Nelson oh, yeah, family they couldn't was, show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they were married, <laughs> mm. they didn't show that. But they were married, and they played the married couple on TV. And Wasn't they, I Love Lucy similar? They, they had got, their own separate well, bedrooms, but, kind of, or separate beds? Or, or if you're going to play a married person, you have to be married at to, some point in mm. your life. You know, if you were never married in your life, then but you, you should be able to. But you can't act like you're married to somebody else. That's not real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're an act, acting is a craft. No acting. And if you're going to be a murderer, unless you've murdered mm. somebody, yeah. unless now you, there you go. Unless you're yeah. a uh, special op, uh, you know, Navy SEAL. Well, unless and what, you've been and a Navy what about SEAL. and what about the movies that they need a guy, a bad guy that is into child porn? Unless, wow. I mean, well, I suppose that helps their employment when they get out of prison. You know, you could... You could... Hey, that's a good I'm point. I'm good for that role. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Oh, getting, getting, getting felons jobs. Yeah, this getting is felons help. jobs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure. See? We spawn a positive. Success here on the David Allen Show. Good work. All right, enough of Glenn Close. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? That is a... F- I mean, isn't that the point where... It, doesn't that kind of circle back around to... Unintended consequences. Well, unintended (laughs) consequences, but we're becoming so tolerant that we're intolerant. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And I sense a theme in this show. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a title. (laughs) Yeah. And even the word tolerance has been hijacked by this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tolerance means now acceptance and like approval. It doesn't mean you deal with it. Yeah. I tolerate some people's dogs. And there's a type of Doesn't intolerance like that's good. I think and so. should happen. I mean, in these people's minds, to be radically rabid intolerant is a good thing if the person that you're being intolerant against is different than you. Is intolerant. That my wife has a like second cousin or something. I don't know what she would be considered. Anyway, who used to be a local elected official in one of the suburbs of Minneapolis. And when she lost her last election a few years ago, she decided that the Democratic Party was not liberal enough. So she went to... Democratic Socialism. No. Green. No, not green. She went to something else. But anyway, that's not the point. So she, the point is, she is one of those equal rights to all, 
tolerate everything, accept all. I mean, she's one of those. You have to accept it all. But on Facebook, openly, in the public, she will call President Trump over and over a liberal, misogynistic, sexist, C-sucker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. So she's not that tolerant of... Uh-huh. Well, and it, but it goes to your ideology and where you come from. On No Agenda this last week, they had a clip from Chris Cuomo from CNN yeah. Yeah. Um, laying out that if you're fighting for the right cause, it's okay to be, essentially, it's okay to be violent. And let's listen to him. Prime time, here's a closing argument. Two wrongs and what is right. So let's all agree on some common understandings. A protester uses their voice. Song, slang, slurs, there's a huge range, but it is talk. When you use your hands in a violent way, you are a rioter. And unless you're justified in defending yourself and you hit someone, you're a thug, you're a criminal. You attack cops, you slap the media, you're in the wrong, period. But I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, yes. But in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. If you're a punk who comes to start trouble in a mask and hurt people, you're not about any virtuous cause. You're just somebody who's going to be held to the standard of doing something wrong. But when someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Fighting against hate matters. Now, how you fight matters, too. There's no question about that. But drawing a moral equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful belief, and elevates what should be stamped out. Two wrongs and what is right. The bigots are wrong to hit. Antifa or whomever, anarchist or malcontent or misguided, they are also wrong to hit. But fighting hate is right. And in a clash between hate and those who oppose it, those who oppose it are on the side of right. Think about it. Civil rights activists, were they the same morally as the bigots, as the racists with whom they exchanged blows? Are people who go to war against an evil regime on the same moral ground as those they seek to stop from oppressing the weak? It's not about it being right in the eyes of the law, but you also have to know what's right and wrong in a moral, in a good and evil sense. That's why people who show up to fight against bigots are not to be judged the same as the bigots, even if they do resort to the same kinds of petty violence. But those are subjective. Those are sub- how, how is that any different than um, uh, Nazism? Because to the Nazi, the Jews it was, were the, They were right, and they were right. Right, but the subject matter is subjective. The, I, I the, know. Being but if a you, bigot is the it's like the term has been hijacked to something else. Oh, of course, or, of course. But my point is it's the same ideology, it just has different trappings. Mm-hmm. It's same justification, but the uh the the justification has different words to it. You change the words, but everything else is the same. <clears throat> so does that mean if a if a transgender person 
is so angry with me because I'm not and because I don't accept their... Yes. If they're that angry and they become violent, I'm allowed to be violent back? Uh, and now it's justified? No, yours no. would not be justified. See? Yours wouldn't be justified. Theirs would. So yeah. does this come back to what we talked about earlier, that racism is a one-way street now? Totally. So now hate or mm-hmm. bigotry... Intolerance is a one-way street well, also. Well, it's Twitter putting Jones in a timeout and not putting all the other people that are on the other side that are equally as vile toward the president because they hate him or toward some other conservative because they hate him. They don't put them into timeout. Mm-hmm. David, what's that? What's the Canadian guy that you Jordan send me? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I'm not David, but okay. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I, I, I jumped in and fixed oh, it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God. I, 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 I beat him to the buzzer. So, I mean, at what point is he going to get blocked mm-hmm. from YouTube? Because he's oh, got a YouTube absolutely. channel. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't he get blocked also? Yeah, that that's the, coming. I, I think that the... Do you think so? Well, mm-hmm. but here's here's what I don't think will happen with him. He will never be removed from YouTube because so many people are making a ton of cash off of him because they go, they grab his yeah. video and they do it. So they would have to shut down hundreds of accounts to remove Jordan Peterson from YouTube. Oh, because of reposts? Correct. Well, Re- and well, republishing. Yeah, so they're taking his the video, you know, someone did. They're making their own video posting it on their own channel. It would be insane. They they okay. would have to but, sh- shut down half of YouTube but the, to get him out there. I think the end goal is to remove that. The end goal is like 1984. Oh yeah. The and telescreens will tell us and you look at Europe, they're marching in that direction. Now, I don't know if they would absolutely be able to get to that point because I think that them pushing that is breeding the seeds of their own destruction. Um, Explain that. It, well, okay, demographics for one. Um, people who live solely uh, hedonistic, nihilistic lives are going to have fewer kids. And... With fewer kids, um, your demographics are going to implode, Oh, and you'll have to bring people in. And who are you going to bring in who have a lot of kids? You're going to have Muslims, uh, that sort of thing, or different. There's going to be a clash of culture, and they're not going to be able to win because they'll never have the number of people that they need. In China, they're going to have a dramatic demographic uh, issue in the next 20 years because of their one-child policy. Um, you know, demographics matters a lot. But like Europe, that that sort of thing is going to definitely breed their destruction. And whether or not they'll get to that, I don't, I, I don't think that they'll get to that. Plus, the other thing is, at a certain point, people grow up. At a certain point... The millennial who's 20 now and is supporting all that sort of thing, when they're 30 and they have start having kids and they want a house because they want someplace safe for their kids, because they're thinking about their kids, their kids are going to be more important, a lot of them, than their than their uh, religion, which is politics. I think I'm going to disagree with you there. <clears throat> I don't think they will, because uh, yeah, generally I, speaking, they they become, especially in America, become more and more conservative as you get older. But don't we already have evidence of that now, where we have a an entire generation of millennials that have been brought up under such weak parenting because of such a liberal mentality? But they're but they're still they're still in their twenties. That's ah. my point. That's my point. 
I think I'm going to disagree with you on that one. So I, you I think, think I, so you think that a millennial is going to grow up and going to want to have kids no, living no, no. in a loft I'm, in downtown St. Paul? I, I, I well, can five hundred square foot in loft a five hundred square foot loft. Um, in downtown St. Paul and is okay with their kids going going to a school. Like for instance, I I think uh, I'm to not a gonna certain, go into I my think, family. I but. think conceptually I would say yes. And and what <clears throat> I meant by millennials is I think millennials are the product of a generation that are already guilty of allowing their ethics to drive their absolutely. parenting yeah absolutely so i think it's i think millennials are going to follow suit will they grow up to some degree yeah to some degree they're going to but i think that their kids are going to be worse than the millennial kids but and i brought this up before we got the 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 uh the fourth turning coming up or we're in it right now and that's a demographic thing that happens generally generationally Every fourth generation just gets fed up. Uh, well, they they um, they breed the seeds of of some kind of huge conflict, and out of that conflict, it starts all over again. Okay. The does culture does this imply again. that the the U.S. as we know it is done in a generation? There's a guy named Martin Armstrong. Have you ever heard of him? Nope. Mm-mm. He um. He was actually spent like 12 years in prison for contempt of court. Um, he was an, uh, an investor, um, very smart guy, very rich. The government came in, threw him in prison for like 12 years. Um, he came out. Anyways, he predicts that um, in the next 12, 15 years, Something, it, I mean, he actually predicts that America as we know it is no longer going to, to be here. That there something something's going on, and it's it's this, dealing I, with demographics. Do you think that there is potentially a, a again the unintended consequence of millennials having kids and the how they're being raised? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll refer back to the Joe Rogan video that you sent me that Joe Rogan had um, the Navy SEAL recruiter on. Didn't you send me that? Navy SEAL. Uh, the Navy SEAL guy who was saying that we have a, a tremendous crisis right now because the high school elite athletes can't even qualify for boot camp for, oh. uh, for no, elite. I didn't. That wasn't you? I don't recall that no okay so there was a so joe rogan had navy had a navy seal on and he was saying that one of the challenges that they're facing right now is kids have become so soft uh because they quit too easy that not only quit too easy but physically have become too soft that they can't pass the basic boot camp requirements and having an elite fighting force of special forces forget special forces we can't even get kids 18-year-old high school football jocks to be able to pass their boot camp requirements. So we're we're having a we're having to change the standards so our military is going to become that much weaker. I know why mm-hmm. this is. It's all the anti-bullying going on in the schools. We need to bully some more. Toughen those kids <laughs> up. <laughs> No, but I, I think there's some truth to that though. No, I agree with you. The schoolyard fight is dead. 
We can't have that anymore. Because it's mean. Someone will get hurt. There's a roller coaster effect that's occurred, though, too. Because I would say, I, I don't know how long ago it was. I, I probably noticed it 10 or 15 years ago. Um, but the roller coaster, the schoolyard fight stopped being about the, the bare knuckle fight that lasted 30 seconds and it was over. And it turned into the, I'm going to bring a gun. Mm. I'm going to bring a right, knife. Yeah. I'm going to beat yeah. you with. And, you know, and we had a few kids actually die in school because mm-hmm. of the fight in school. You know, it became more violent. And social, I would even say there's some, I won't blame the platform, but I would say social media as a whole is somewhat to blame because it became uh, cool to have a viral video of beating somebody mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So it became more violent, yeah. so it got shut down completely. But so, I, I think you're but right. what happens then? Do we need to legalize it again? In a, I mean, do we legalize that and then it takes it out of the back alley and gets everyone... Do we need a fight club? That's not legal, but do we need a fight club? But, I mean, con- consider this. J- just consider this. Things that change for bullying, you know, the anti-bullying thing, so that our high school now is different than it was when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Some some events happened, high-profile events happened that pushed it in a certain direction, changed the curriculum, changed the way what you value and whatnot it be, because of some events that happened. Invariably, there's going to be some black swan events that are going to happen, and the same thing's going to happen in the sense that things are going to change. It's going to go in a different direction because it always does. Like even um, learning how to spell, uh, there was there was a while where phonics was the big thing, and then all of a sudden there was a wave where they went away from phonics and they went to whole word, where you just look at the word and mm-hmm. you basically kind of memorize words, and then they went back to phonics. And you went to spell check. Yeah, now it's spell check. But anyways, my point is is that there's going to be different waves that come through. So this happens, I mean, this, I think of all the, the, the ways the culture has changed, how things that were important a long time ago are not so much mm-hmm. important now. And we don't, I don't think that we can totally accurately understand what it's going to look like but it's not going to be like this it's going to change it's going to it because it always does but don't you think that's the even though it's kind of like i always want to be a better person but i go on a roller coaster but i hope that i'm always on you're, even though i'm up and down i'm on an up. upward traje- trajectory yeah so wouldn't you I would contend that society is on a roller coaster, but it's on a downward trajectory, and we're not going to stop that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless, okay. yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. The only way we would stop And I would look it, at that from a biblical perspective. Yeah. I don't think that's going to stop. It, yeah. It's just not. The only way I think that it could stop is if there was some horrific event that happened, and by God's grace, our society was to survive it but it was it cost a lot in lives and money and everything there's a tremendous amount of suffering the closest thing we've had to that was 9-11 and the no no, the the Great Depression because if you consider the 20s okay okay all right you know so I'm thinking in my lifetime but yeah you're right I'm I'm talking like like an existential crisis not a 
Because nine eleven was a blip. It, yeah, it was a blip. Yeah, exactly. But if there was uh, if there was an EMP event, even if it was regional, mm-hmm. yeah, where I I don't think regional would help. Yeah, I don't think regional would help because you they would get saved. Okay, um, but whatever. But it was, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah I that mean, makes if sense several to me. million people. If a super volcano went off. That would be an existential threat to the United States of America. How about a super shark? Or a super shark. Jeez. Oh, the Meg? <laughs> shark tornado. The only thing that would make that Sharknado. movie better is if Meg Ryan starred in it. Yes. <laughs> it was actually her. I just had a conversation with a couple high school seniors. Just uh, now? G- graduates uh, earlier this week. I do another show that we call The Campus Report on this network. Oh. And we sit down with college kids that are in either just getting out of high school or in college currently. And the idea is just to figure out who they are, what they're doing, why they're going to school, what they want to be, and if they'd ever come back to a smaller town America place to live. It was kind of fun because these two are, their goal is education in different fields, but they want to go be educators. And it was telling to me that they both made the the argument that in school today, it's not okay to get it wrong. Huh. It's not okay to fail in school. So it's not about learning. It's, it's, it's about a, right, it's getting about the passing. right answer. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's not. One of the kids said, "If you get it wrong, you it's not okay that you got it wrong." Is they're going to give you fifteen more chances to fix that? Which oh, oh, I'm not oh, okay oh. with that. But the idea the is, school, is, yeah, yeah, yeah I so, understand what you the mean. The fail, like one, the other one said, well, maybe it's okay to just you just have to be wrong about it, and that's okay. Um, my daughter went out to Maine, uh, Boston, Maine, mm-hmm. and Boston. she stayed. Wait, Boston, Maine, Boston and Maine. Oh, I was going to say yeah, you're, in there. you're going to have to check and, some and, geography. Yeah. And <laughs> so, being flat Earth, Boston goes into Maine. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, so anyways, she was in New England. Yep. Hey, there went the rabbit. She was in New England. She stayed with a friend. Well, a Got friend's him. friend who's from this area who lives out there now, mm-hmm. and her husband's going through dental school out there. And he said, in this dental school, if you fail a test, you just take it over again. Oh, that's awesome. I want that person. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, and she said that what he said is that one person said, you know what, rather than just taking the test and taking it over again, I think I'm going to study to try to pass it the first time. Oh, hello. And these are dentists. These are doctors. I mean, they're not real doctors, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, they can prescribe, you know, pain medication, so they're good. But, um. That's, I mean, consider that, like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It's not about necessarily learning. Right. It's about getting the right right answer. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that these two kids recognized that, and they haven't even started college well, yet. Well, you know what? In that same podcast, I swear you sent that to me, but that's fine. The uh, Maybe I did. In that same podcast, this Navy SEAL guy, he dropped this, and Joe Rogan stopped the whole thing and said, you've got to explain that. The Navy SEAL said... Was it an uh, interview with Mike Baker? I, I don't know the guy's yeah. name. Jocko? I don't know. 
It no, was, I mean it, it was, was Joe Rogan, but the guy was a Navy SEAL. And uh, I think it's Mike Baker. He runs a big um, um, security firm now. Okay, like a, maybe like so. a Blackwater kind of company. Super duper. Yeah. He said it's harder to get in the military than it is to go to college. Yeah. And Joe Rogan says, "Well, wait, what? Because that's not what we're taught." I think I sent that, but maybe I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, anyway, so and and this guy, military guy, he says, "Well, yeah, think about it for a minute." He says, "You can go to college." Oh, that's Tim Kennedy. Mm. Tim Kennedy is the one. Yes, um, yeah, his name is Tim Ken. He's a Green Beret. That oh. that part. So maybe it wasn't no Navy wonder. SEAL. I said Navy SEAL. He's a Green Beret. Yeah. I was Air Force. I yeah. don't know the difference. They're all the same. They shoot and they run around and they they actually the jog muscles for and yes. everything. They're it was, just so, it's amazing. They're burly. Yeah, and it's scary. <laughs> scary. So he, so he says, you can get through high school and be in special education, and you can get that same help in college. Anybody can go yeah. to college. Everybody qualifies to go to college. Yeah. yeah. But you can't do that in the military. Yep. Not only do you have to pass a basic IQ test, not IQ, but an intelligence yeah. test, the ASVAB, yeah. you have to not only get a, a minimum score on that, but you also have to be able to pass a physical test. College kids don't have to go through that. Yeah. It's harder to get in the military than it is into college. Hmm. But that's not what we're taught, and that's not the way society takes a look at it. Yep. So he's just talking about the, the criticality of not being able to find enough recruits to have an elite fighting force. My son just got out of the Navy, and he was telling me now, and I, this is going to, David, you are not, you're, you're going to fall over because I know you're a veteran. He said that at this point now, every military member, if they work the system correctly, has an opportunity for one elective surgery per contract, so per enlistment. And I asked him to explain that, and he said, well, you've got your very obvious, if you go through all of the right hoops, you can go through the transgender stuff. But he said what people don't realize is because that's also been approved, he personally has seen two women in his career that have gone to their mental health practitioner in the military and talked about how low their self-esteem is because of their body shape. No way. And they got breast implants. Breast implants. One per term. My nose job makes me feel less confident, so I need this corrected. And you have to go through a psyche valve, but he said it's very much a, a kind of a rubber stamp sort of thing. Huh. Huh. That's, it, it makes sense. Unintended consequence. It yep. is an unintended. Uh, Chelsea Manning. Yep. Well. No, that, <laughs> or whatever you want to call That's not him. its name. His name. Um, have That's you guys have you guys name. gotten rid of all the Roundup in your house? I uh, have it no. in my garage. Oh yeah, but, but we eat organic breakfast so. cereals. My brother sent something about yeah. that. Sent it, yeah. I eat organic, so I've I've kind of known this for a while. But I do have Roundup in my garage. Yeah, but the fact that they lost the lawsuit, of course, is yeah. huge. Yeah. It is huge. Huge. Well, you did see shortly after that. Now they're talking about how it's there's traces found in Cheerios, and mm -hmm. but that's not new. No. I mean that's been no. there. It's just now it's people just now are pointing it out. Panicking because yeah, of course. Oh. yeah, yeah. 
Um, I have two more things I want to talk about real quick. One of them I thought was just hilarious because, hold on. Um, Trump lost a new, another person left, a African-American lady. Oh, the psycho. Aretha Franklin? No. Oh. Amarosa Manigault, whatever her. Oh, she left a long, she left a while ago. But now big deal stuff's coming out where he's a racist. We hate him. He's terrible. Of course. Trump is miserable. And so she's got this whole And I put up with it while I was there because I didn't want to lose my job. And now I have to, yeah, of course. So I think that Trump is brilliant. Because he made this video and posted it to the social media. It's hilarious. I was hilarious. so happy when Donald Trump declared that he was going to run. You all know him as the president. I know him as a friend. I know his heart. But Donald Trump is a trailblazer on women's issues. Yeah. And not only do I support him as a human being who has incredible character and a great vision, but his policies affect my community where I live in Los Angeles, and that's really why I stand by him. And I believe that you will see that this president is going to be incredible for on this the view. country. And I am excited about what's happening with this administration. I'm very honored to be a part of this. He was the right choice for C-SPAN interview. When I say Trump train, I want you to say choo-choo. Y'all ready? Trump train! Trump train! Trump train! And it says on there, it says, guess you forgot about these tapes. That's pretty good. It's brilliant. And then in in the description of the video on Facebag, it says, thank you for the kind words, Omarosa. The guy, I mean, someone, if it's him or not, someone is a genius. You know darn well he's not sitting back there on his Apple Mac c- cutting tapes together. No, but to say, hey, grab all that stuff and we're going to do that. Genius. He's genius. not stupid. No. He might be impulsive, He might, but that's, yeah. And I will say, of anybody to, she does not have the world's best credibility as a stable person. <laughs> I mean, when she was on his reality show, she showed right. all kinds of weird yeah. instability. She's, yeah, not not really the best person to to believe. Mm-hmm. She seems to be very self indulgent. All right. Yeah. You guys have any? Other, I have one more thing. You have any last thoughts? No. Okay. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know. Do you? Uh, no, not at this point. I do not. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. The Mormons. President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints announced Thursday that church leaders have launched a major effort to use the full name of the church instead of nicknames or abbreviations. Now, th- this I am. I do not believe this is a satire. I think this is straight up real. So this is not the Babylon Bee or the Onion. Uh, Quote, The Lord has impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he has revealed to his church, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. End quote. President Nelson said in a statement, "We We have work before us to bring ourselves in harmony with his will. In recent weeks, various church leaders and departments have initiated the necessary steps to do so. A style guide released by the church alongside the statement said, quote, 
please avoid using the abbreviation LDS or the nickname Mormon as substitutes for the church, uh, for the church, as in Mormon Church, LDS Church, or Church of the Latter Day Saints. This is this is a an attempt, in my opinion, to distance themselves from branches of Mormon. That, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because okay. you've also got fundamentalist LDS, yeah, right. and you've got yeah. the polygamist L- LDS, yeah. and yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, I w- I would I would not even be surprised if this was maybe a precursor to the church, a rebrand altogether, maybe a rebrand. But I would say, I can't help but think that maybe they see something coming down the road where polyg- polygamy is going to end up becoming legal again because mm-hmm. of all of the sexuality stuff that must be tolerated. So we need to find a way to separate ourselves and make sure there's a segregation between us mm-hmm. and the fundamentalist LDS. And mm-hmm. I can see that. Sure. It says the announcement and style guide raised questions about the future of the names of famous church institutions like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. That's L- going to be a mouthful. L- <laughs> LDS Business College and the Mormon Channel. It also appeared to represent a seismic culture, cultural and linguistic shift with more heft than previous efforts to encourage members to avoid Mormon, a complicated term in church history. Ironically, the announcement came via one of the church's official websites, mormonnewsroom.org. That's funny. That site and others, including possibly the church's main website, LDS.org, could receive updated names and shows the enormity of the challenge ahead of the church. Yeah, it's a pretty big monster. I mean, yeah. But is this. But, you know, like um, the General Baptist Conference went from the General Baptist Conference to converge. Converge. And. So what about the giant movement many years ago, probably in the 90s, for churches to drop yeah, the whatever. denomination name and go to community? Calvary. Yeah. Community church. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. you're still part of a conference. Living but, water. Yeah. yeah. Real life. Synergy. Around oh, the corner church. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Se- it's a seeker-friendly thought process. And, and this it, is not. Yeah, this is going back the this other way. This is backward. Yeah, tr- yes and no. I mean, I get that, but I still think that it's a method to probably segregate from some of these. You know what? Uh, perhaps they did a, a survey to try to figure out the general understanding of the word Mormon or LDS and it was negative and so they're going back to their roots to try to distance it's crazy to me because I I follow Apologia radio yeah Uh, Jeff Durbin yeah pastor in Mesa Arizona yeah his like mission in life is twofold one of them is end abortion now and they like missionaries to Mormons like that that's why they're in Mesa because there's a huge mecca there for um, Mormons yeah and so I've been I've watched a lot of his stuff, interactions with them, and his whole goal is to to prove to them, using their own books they use, mm-hmm. that they are proclaiming a false Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's really kind of a, a, a so a fun... he's like the the Baptist for Mormons, kind of the same way. There's Jews for Jesus. Is it that kind of missionary type Probably. of thing? Probably. But but to remove to deliberately want to remove Mormon. And go to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff that we don't know that they're doing. I doubt if it's... Ancestry.org. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course. Yeah. They're, they're the people with the database. If you yeah. want to know the truth, 
Yeah, they've got a huge database. Yeah. They own your DNA. Not mine. If you send it in. I didn't. Oh, I didn't either. Okay. But if it's like a Facebook agreement, they got it somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Um, it's been a fun show. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been yeah. fun. Had the had the time and <clears throat> resources to be in. There. Thank you, Jay, for coming. <laughs> yes. Thank you, David, for asking me. Yeah, sure. Because Alan wasn't going to. <laughs> he knows how flaky I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is uh, the David Allen Show coming live, recorded live on April 18th. Man, I did this twice this week. August 18th. <laughs> But isn't it always recorded live? <laughs> well, yeah, but recorded live in the Y Milbank Podcast oh, okay. Studio. Okay. All right. In Milbank, South Dakota. Because at some point you have to record it live. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Live and uncut. Yep. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 71. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Come back the next time we're here uh, live to tape. Yeah. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. You want to send a message, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Any last words, Jay? Do we need to tolerate intolerance or Ooh. should we not tolerate tolerance? David? I think we should tolerate intolerance. DavidAllenShow.com. Thanks a lot, everyone. Find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Toodles. Toodles.